America. <laughs> you know what I do wonder though? When do our listeners listen? Hmm. Good question. At the daylight, at the nighttime? Yeah. Maybe in the car while driving somewhere mm-hmm. or while you're doing your dishes. Dude, that's the best time. That's when I love listening to podcasts. Yeah. So if you didn't know, you have arrived to Chutzpah time. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> Let us know. Where are you listening from? We would love to know. Or when, when. When. When and where. Fine. <laughs> Yeah, so let us know on our social media. Chutzpah time. Yeah, so um, today we're going to talk about my birthday. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, But, kind of. You just turned 25. Congratulations. Yay, Mazel Tov. Yay. Jasmine Happy is birthday. officially not an, a teenager anymore. But I will still be named 12. <laughs> by my family members. Yeah, for me, you're always going to be 12. Um, Which I love. Yeah, 25. That's a big one, I feel like. Yeah, um, I I feel like I'm ready to be 25. I feel good about it. And I feel like it's not like anymore an in-between number. Mm-hmm. Like 21, you're in between, like this yeah. and that. And um Even 24, it's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I feel like and you're still... Nobody's really taking you seriously yet. Exactly. Like, you're still somewhat of a teenager. Exactly. Not, you know, 25 is... Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, you've done some things. Yeah. You're not a child, obviously. You've done... You've been living an adult, as an adult for maybe a few years now. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, now you start really experiencing life. It's a shift, dude. I feel it already. Yeah, yeah. What do you feel? Tell me. Tell like, me. I'm like, it's different. What? You're like not, it's not this like, you're starting to think about other things. Mm. Like, Such oh, as. and I'm going to be 27, you know, like 27 is really close now. It's in two years, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Seeing the end. <laughs> yeah, like all of a sudden you're like, oh, 27, you know? Yeah. Like, hmm. I feel like, yeah, 27, you're, you're just, yeah, you're for sure an adult. Like, 27 is the age that people who are 21, they, like, take you seriously. Mm-hmm. But you're not old enough for them to not take you seriously. Wow. It's like a really sugary stage. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, get, you get recognition from all ages when you're 27. Dude, I'm 31. I know. I'm, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I just realized that. I was like... You're not 27 anymore. Fuck, I'm 31. Just so you know, I told people you were 27 or 28 for about five years straight. <laughs> Yeah. So, it's really interesting because, like, all of a sudden, you know when you're, like, 20? <laughs> Now I can say that, you know what I mean? Right, you're separated from, from 20-year-olds. Right. You're 25. You've, you 
can go into the adult pool now. Right. Like <laughs> you can go in the deep water. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you know how in like public pools, there's like a zone that you're like, no, you can't go there because you're not an adult yet. Yep. Well, now you are. Dude. You can, uh, yeah. You can make big decisions on your own. Congratulations. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You can, right, you you can make decisions before, but now it's like, if you're not making those decisions, then what's going on? Right. It's expected. That's how you feel. Yeah. Wow. And you're, it's not like your environment is expecting it from you. You're expecting mm. it from you. Like before, you're like, ah, whatever. Now you're 25, man. There's no whatever. <laughs> Like, this is it for you. Yeah. You make it. You Interesting. Know? Yeah. Even 24 was still like, oh, 24. People, okay, this is this is what's different. People round you down when you're 24. Mm-hmm. And when you're 25, they start rounding you up a little. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you move the bracket. Yeah. Right. Like- when you do like, uh, <laughs> uh, you fill up a form and it's like your age group. Yeah. You're like in a different bracket now, 25 to 30, not 20 to 25. Exactly. Or 20 24, to 24. Oh, oh, 24, 23, oh, 23, <laughs> 22. Oh, oh, you're so young, you know, that's yeah. kind of like rounding you down and down mm-hmm. when you're 25. It's like, oh, 20, oh, 26, 27. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. it's a different thought yeah. pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so have you told, like, has anybody asked you how old are you since your birthday? And No. No. Fucking quarantine. Nobody's <laughs> not talking to any strangers. <laughs> I've asked myself, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, welcome to the next bracket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I had a great birthday. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was everything I wanted it to be. It was really fun for everybody. Yeah. We we had a great time. It was like a series of days, so I, I can't I don't remember what actually happened on my birthday. I just remember a lot of fun. Yeah. We gave you your gifts and then we Dude. went to Hamil- Hamilton's. Yes. For drinks. And a dream come true happened where we went to Ivan's Ramen. Oh, yeah. Ivan Ramen, sorry. And that was amazing. Basically, I saw uh, Chef's Table like Mm -hmm. four years ago. And this guy, this Jewish guy, a New Yorker, uh, opened a restaurant called Ivan Ramen. I highly recommend it. But it was a dream come true to go there. Yeah. Um, And it was just awesome. The perks of living in New York. Going to the places you see on TV. Dude, <laughs> it's it's real. Yeah, it, it was really, really real. a cool experience. It was very fun. The food was good. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Jackie. Yes, Jasmine. Um, did you have, like, do you remember 25 as an age where, like, things shifted or something or not really? So, 25, I think I was already married. Uh, and I think we were in the States, right? 25? Mm-hmm. You were married already? Yeah. Wow, I know you and I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got married when I was 24. Um, wow, really? 
yeah. dude, that's so weird. Now, like, now that, like, I'm, that's, that's why it's weird for people when people are, like, a certain age. <laughs> Jasmine, you're having a moment. <laughs> no, you know, like, when people are like, oh, my God, I remember when I was 25 and I did this and this and this. And you're like, fuck you, I don't care. Right. But now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that thought. <laughs> but now that, like, I'm 25. Yeah, you're comparing yourself. Yeah, right. so thinking of me Not as being you <laughs> being 25 is crazy. <laughs> and then thinking, wow, you got... You got married at 24, so at 25, you're already married. Like, right. that's crazy. Yeah. Something I never thought that I would do was get <laughs> married, and that's pretty much the only thing I did um, of all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical, dude. It is. I never was a person that was like, yeah, I want to get married and have kids. And, you know, I was like, no, I want to go to school and have a career. And I did not have a career at 24, but I did get <laughs> married. Uh, <laughs> go figure. And then and then people who wish to get married, have a career. Yeah. yeah. So when I turned 25, we were still, no, we were still in Tel Aviv. Because um, I got married in February. I was 24. And then my birthday was in May. Um, wow. So I, I, you know what, looking back, I feel like maybe I did feel some sort of, uh, difference in thought because literally three months later, we got on a, on a plane and left the country. And so that's a no different in thought. I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. So when I think about it now, looking back, then yeah, I, I, I uh, you know, it was a difficult time because, um, a lot of things that we wanted to do were not feeling possible. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I can say that I feel like it was a time when I start obviously thinking about the future, making bigger decisions and wanting to move on. You know, you're in a kind of like, okay, but what, like, but what now? Like, I've been playing around. I've been trying different things. Moving, I lived here, I lived there, I traveled, I, you know, started this thing and didn't finish, and then another one, and another job, and another relationship, or whatever, and I feel like when you're 25, you're kind of like, okay, but, like, let's get serious now. Right. Um, for me, I think the hard birthday was 30. Um, <laughs> that was a big one, and I did not think that it would make any difference, but literally, the day I was 30, I was like, <laughs> fuck. What the hell? Like, that year up until, like, 31, until I, that was a tough one. It's a shift. Like, people talk about it their whole life. And I didn't believe it. Like, even Vlad, like, he's three years older than me. And he kept saying, wait till you're 30. Wait till you turn 30. And I would always be like, oh, come on. What difference? It's just a number. It's just like being 21, but plus one. Uh, like, sorry, like 29 <laughs> plus one, it's 30. What difference does it make? But dude, that I, I, I had a year. I can tell you. What did you have a crisis? I did. I had a major crisis. W tell us, tell us what happened. Oh. Becky. <laughs> um, I just think like feeling lost in general and just feeling like rethinking every decision I made up to that point. Fuck. Like. Looking back and thinking, why didn't I do that? Why did I do that? What were what was I thinking? Like, why wasn't I thinking? Just really like 
questioning everything I did until that point. And that's a lot. It's a lot. And I think also in combination of moving to New York, pretty much on a whim, and just in combination with a lot of changes that happened in my life in general Mm -hmm. in that year, um, and turning 30, and, like, just the place I, I, I was and where I thought I would be, you just start to thinking, like, oh, I thought by now I would have this and this and that, you know? And I think that's the hardest thing is to look back and say, wow, I, like, took all this time not doing certain things, and you feel like maybe you've wasted time doing things that you shouldn't have mm-hmm. or worrying or... Uh, not being sure about things. Um, and I feel in that time, there was definitely a shift of be- from even more from like just playing around and like, oh, I, you just don't feel like you have time anymore, <laughs> if I can put it that way. Like, I feel like before you turn 30, you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, I can change careers. I can move. I can make these huge, huge changes in my life. And I feel like when you turn 30, you're like, well, I I really, I really got to decide. Like, I really <laughs> have to stick with something. Dude, I think, you know, while you were talking and telling your story, really, it really made me think, you know, we live so much longer and mm-hmm. society puts the expectation of you should be... In this part mm-hmm. of your life at 30 years old. Yeah. Because once upon a time, like even the documentary we watched about New York. Mm-hmm. People, by the time they were 30, they like. Yeah. Fought in a war, got married, had five kids. Like started a new colony. Yeah, started a <laughs> colony pretty much. Yeah. At 31 years old, he owned a farm, horses, and uh Right. Yeah, like city. Hamilton, like, yeah. got into politics at, like, 14 or something. Yeah, yeah. so... Published his first book at 12. <laughs> right. And yeah. that wasn't even that long ago. That was just, like, 300 years ago. Not even. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, maybe 300, yeah. So... I think the expectation is still, like, for us to achieve something according to these milestones of, like, I think you the age too, we reach. Like, because you think when you're young, when you're 20, and you're thinking, wow, 10 whole years from now, I'm going to do so much. I'm going to have a house and, like, savings and shit and, like, invest. I don't know. You're not even thinking about investing your money. No. That's when when you turn 30 is when you start thinking about, gosh, I wish I should have invested. Remember when I got that bonus <laughs> five years ago? <laughs> Damn, if I invested that in the stock market, I would have like five times that right now. You know, that's what that, those are the thoughts you start having. Like, gosh, if I bought a house when I was 23, mm-hmm. I would have paid off like you know, a quarter of the loan by now. Yeah. (laughs) And you just, you can't, thing is, but you can't, like... It's not realistic to 
put yourself in that spot. No, but I don't, I, I mean, when talking about like a quarter life crisis, it's a real thing. And a lot of people have these thoughts. They, they, it's like you wake up and you're 30 and then you're like, but what was I doing all this time? Really? Yeah. You know, like, and people that even not like me that traveled and bounced around and changed careers and like, you know, in my 20s, I moved around a lot. Right. But I've seen like TED Talks and things like that um, about a quarter life crisis. That's how I discovered this term. I didn't know about it until I was like Googling shit, like how to decide what to do when you're 30. And I was like really at a a spot where I felt so lost. Like, what am I doing with my life for real? You know, and it's not that I didn't succeed. I've achieved many things uh, that I didn't think I would. Um, But yeah, so I started Googling, like, how to find out your destiny. <laughs> Dude, for real. Yeah, and like, how to decide what to do in life. And I started Googling these things, and I started coming across this term, quarter-life crisis. And it's a thing. It's a thing. It's not, it's, it's very common, and I think especially among millennials. Right. Yeah. And what did you find out? So I found out a lot of people go through it and even people that went like went the the normal line, the normal route or or you know like the regular route like they went to high school then they went to college and then they got a corporate job and they started working at that corporate job and they worked there and they succeeded and they did all the things, you know what I mean? They got the apartment in the city and the furniture and the outfits and the dog <laughs> and the boyfriend or the girlfriend or you know, they did the the thing. They lived that life. They lived that IKEA catalog, you know, like in Fight Club that he gets the catalog. Have you watched the movie? Yeah. So he gets the catalog and he looks at the catalog and it's like this perfect life. Like, oh, if you're going to have this couch, your life is going to look like this. You're going to be amazing, you know. Um, so people that really, really achieved um, their goals and achieved what society, like you said, expects from us. Yeah. Um, and they get to 30 or 25. It's between 25 and 35, I think. Um, and they wake up and they're like, I hate this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. This is, I'm not passionate about this. I don't like my life. Uh, I even saw a TED Talk about a young woman and she had... I think it, it's either a stroke or heart attack at like 27. What? Yeah. And that's kind of like what woke her up. Thankfully, she didn't die or anything. But wow. she like said, like, I was in a hospital bed and just laying there and like, what am I doing to myself? You know, because yeah. she was working a very, very high demand job of, she was able to reach like very high rank in, in the corporate ladder and she worked very hard to get there. But you're she was living up to the standard that she set that maybe she didn't believe in. And I very much feel like that happened to me. Um, I was working in real estate and I in Tucson and I was very successful and I had all the things, you know, I had the clothes, I had a new car that I bought. You know, I had a nice apartment in the best area and things were looking up, you know, 
I was projected to, to, you know, I was right there. I was knocking on the door of success. You know, I achieved it, but I was like on the way to become like... Even more. Even more. Way big. Yeah. And you weren't really... It wasn't like questionable. It was like in the books almost. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when you do an evaluation for a company and you're like, okay, this company is going to make twice as much next year. Yeah. That was me. I was about to make twice as much next year and I was already in a dream salary. And I did on my own. I worked extremely hard 24-7. For real. And I gave up my identity pretty much and my time and... You know, but I wasn't happy. And that's what happened. I just, like, realized. I was like, what am I doing? Um, I'm not happy. These things don't make me happy. And, you know, going through an, a car accident and just feeling mortal. Yeah. You know, like, thankfully, thankfully nothing happened. But that realization that something could have happened just so easily, I think, was the big, like, The thing that gave a real big boost to me reevaluating my life and deciding to move to New York, just leave everything behind and pick up and go, um, and really admitting that you're not happy. Because the thing is, this is a little bit off topic, but when you are not happy, it's one thing. But when you're not happy, when you are achieving things and succeeding, bro, that's another thing. And to admit that and say, this is not what I want is very, very hard. Because the first thought is, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I happy? I have all these things. Everybody, you know, people look up to me. People appreciate me. Um, you know, I have nothing bad to say about my my environment in that way. Like the people that I was working with. Um, my family, obviously, you and Vlad and you were always very supportive and And, and, you know, uh, were good to me. Um, I, you know, like I said, I had I w all the luxuries that I wanted to have um, before, like a new car and a nice apartment and going, you know, just being like, yeah, I want to go on a trip and being able to say like, yeah, I can do that. I can just, you know, being comfortable financially is something that was a big thing for me yeah. that I really, really wanted. Um, but... It, it wasn't the way it was. It was just not enough to make me happy. And that's the thing. It's really, really hard when you are succeeding and achieving things that you love or that you thought you loved or that you thought you wanted. And to say and to admit to yourself that nothing's wrong with you. It's just not what you thought it would be. And I feel like that's kind of how it ties into the quarter life crisis to say people kind of maybe have a certain expectation of being happy if they achieve certain things, materialistic or not, and then kind of doing that for a few years and then maybe realizing that it's not what they, they're not happy like they thought they would be. Yeah. Something's missing. For sure. And I think like in the, like you said, you watched a bunch of TED Talks mm -hmm. and the biggest takeaway was like, I'm not alone. Like I'm, Yeah. Like other people are going through this. Oh, yeah. That was a big help. Because before I was like, literally, what's wrong with me? Because also after, I, you know, we pecked, we just like moved to New York. Yeah. Dude. And I was still feeling lost and confused and unhappy. 
then I was really, really, it was, I was really hard on myself for that. Cause I was like, what the hell? Like you had all those things that weren't happy. You did this. You're in the dream, your dream location. And you're still not happy and feeling lost and like what, like legit what's wrong with you. And I think I've probably been going through this midlife crisis for the last five or six years. Yeah, dude. And some, I mean, who, I, I don't, I'm just exaggerating now, but. Um, I don't, but. It's. Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, I'm happy that I did everything that I did. And I can say now what I don't want to do. Yeah. Which is as valuable as saying what you do want to do. Um, but yeah, you you know, it's a real thing. A lot of people go through it. In a, in, and especially people that are, you know, successful or achieved certain things that they really wanted to. It, it seems like there's a common effect of expectation and then like success and then kind of like you know it sounds like um like you're saying it sounds like it it happens more so for people who actually like maybe have actually done things they wanted to do yeah or in the field or like what they thought they wanted yeah it's more from what i've seen in the quarter life crisis more of a like it it has to do with your career occupation yeah um and not necessarily like your family life right i didn't see a lot of people that were like you know i had kids and that was <laughs> a mistake like, oh my God. that's a different type of crisis <laughs> <laughs> that we don't they don't have enough time to think about it you know yeah so like when i did the research that's what i found is people that were and mostly like oh Whoa! <laughs> this is turning into a party episode. What? What's happening out there? <laughs> Do we go on a break? <laughs> nice. It's got a, a nice. Uh, no, it's beach. good. Yeah. Kind of like a samba vibe. (laughs) Dialing in. (laughs) Nice. Moral Park. Yeah. I didn't pause the recording. No, don't. (laughs) It would be funny if we, like, published an episode with this part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hope it's they good. Move on. What? I hope they don't like just stay no, here. No, so sometimes on, on they this do corner. stay here. What is this? <laughs> it's it's uh, like encouraging something. Encouraging. It's encouraging it's children a- to enjoy something. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> it 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 does have Indian vibes, like just saying. Like I'm very like yeah, like Bollywood. Yeah. Ding ding dong na. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, it has a flair. It's yeah, not it's a classic a like Hasidic tune. No, it's very <laughs> Buddha. 
I imagine people wearing white, you know, <laughs> flowy. Like yeah, and they have shawls. a dot in their forehead. <laughs> Um, we do have to take a break. Okay. Do you Let's wanna, take a break. Do you want to do like an We kind of took a break mentally from <laughs> this episode. <laughs> All right. See you soon. Do you, are you gonna? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Don't throw an egg on them. Should I just say, should I say though? Oh, let's take a quick break. Well, you just said it, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Hi. We changed locations. No, just kidding. We didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, thank you for bearing with us with our technical difficulties. <laughs> we will be with you as soon as we... No, okay. Um, so, Jackie. Yes. Um, what would, what would you say, okay, so you're really at the age I dream of being of, (laughs) which is 30. Why? I feel like in your, when you're 30, like your life begins. Wow. You're like looking back at the, who you were, (laughs) who she was. She already had done hers is, you know. Yeah. Um, and now you're 30, so. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, what was the biggest lesson you learned from your 20s? Wow. Uh, do the things that you want to do. Just do it. Cool. Um, yeah. No, no excuse. It's not about excuses. It's like if you want to do something, then just go for it. There's, there shouldn't be anything that's stopping you. And the thought that it's a matter of money or location is not true most of the time. Wow. Um, you can do whatever it is, wherever you are. It's a matter of your willingness and your flexibility and how bad you want it. Yeah. So, and I think it's a, in your 20s is the right time to live that way. Because then when you reach 30, you've already tried different things. And maybe you don't have as much question mark like, I wish I tried that when I was young or younger. So, yeah, I I would say that's the biggest um, takeaway for me from my 20s is just do it. Just go for it. Set yourself. And what I'm doing now and what I want to do in the next decade is to set myself up for success. So to really go after those things that I'm passionate about and not treat it as a phase or to give it the respect that it deserves and set myself up for success. Yeah, Which I is love a very, that. like, general thing, and we can talk about it if you want to, what that means, because I just now... I feel like I figure out what that really means. Yeah. Um, yeah. But cool. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I love it. It's it's a huge part of life in general. And um, we're going to come back to that. Okay. 
Um, and then I'm gonna ask myself if I learned anything big in yeah, my 20s. Halfway through. Um, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Just do whatever really truly brings you joy. Mm-hmm. Is what I learned. It's like I can do all the things. Yeah. You know, and that's like the overwhelming part about it. Um, but what makes you, what makes me happy? Like going on walks. That truly brings joy to me, you know, and like drawing. And also what I learned is like things I do have a meaning because of who I am and not because I'm doing those things. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't need to do things to be who I am. I need to be who I am. And therefore, things that I do are part of who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like less doing, more being. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. Um, Jackie. Yes. I have an interesting question for you. Okay. And let me know if you need me to explain it. But what has changed more, you or your world? Oh, um, I think me and therefore my world. Nice. So I think when you change, your view on things change, and then your world change. Even if you don't change anything, like you stay in the same place or same job or whatever, but just if you see it differently, then your world can change. Yeah. So I think that's a very big point is, yeah, your your location is important. And it's important that you be in a place that you believe you belong to uh, or that you really want to be in. But that's not going to do much if you don't change your perception of yourself mainly. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Definitely, I learned to, like, appreciate what I have. Yeah. And therefore, yeah, I have more because yeah. I'm appreciating it. Exactly. So, Definitely. Cool. And so now we can go back to um, what you said previously. Mm. And it was... Drum roll, because I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Need to buy you some time here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like drum rolls are just for people to remember <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what they wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get back to that. Do you have any wishes for the years to come? Uh, yeah, definitely. Of course. I mean, I've learned so much. Um, it, you know, if we're if we're talking about a quarter life crisis, and you know, what's so what's on the other side of that? You know, you go through the crisis, and yeah. you feel like, like you feel it's not a good thing. Like you don't feel good going through it with yourself, and I think it has to do with like. I said, like, questioning your decisions and asking yourself, like, what was I thinking when I did that or didn't do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think I'm over it. 
Really? I think I, I, I think so. I, th- I don't feel like in, I don't feel like in, in a crisis anymore. Uh, but I, I definitely felt it on the, this year between 30 to 31. Um, and I think, like I said, like I want to set myself up for success. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And that's like what I want to focus on. And, you know, I think, for me, a big thing that I learned um, being an adult is, you know, when you are young and you're like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Some people have an answer and some people don't. And I had a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. And that was always hard for me because I was always good in a lot of things. And it was very hard for me to focus on one thing. And I always felt like, why can't I find that one thing? And I feel like a lot of my 20s, I was looking for the one thing that defines me, the one, my career, my, okay, I'm, you know, so at some point I even thought like, okay, maybe my one thing is to make a lot of money and that's my thing. And I just need to find a way to make a lot of money. Uh, and I did that. Um, and my thing was, you know, I'm going to live in America. And I had a lot of different w- times where I was like, okay, oh, oh, here's the thing. I found the thing. And then, you know, I get bored. I don't really, I just don't really enjoy it. Or, and I always felt guilty for that. Like, why can't, why does nothing, why doesn't anything stick to me? Yeah. Um, and even, you know, when <laughs> we moved to New York, I had so many different ideas. Like, like we talked about uh, in the writing episode, like, oh, I'm going to be a writer was a phase and uh, all kinds of different ones that I'm <laughs> kind of like <laughs> embarrassed, but, you know, just like far-fetched or whatever. But I feel like you kind of have to allow your mind to go far and imagine, you know, like things that may, you may feel are ridiculous almost mm-hmm. to be able to kind of like, you need to go far to find home. You know what I mean? Yeah, Does that make of sense? Course. Like to to kind of like go far in your imagination to be able to come back to you. Some people do that with drugs, for example. Yeah, true. Soul it's good searching. that you choose the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like I guess soul searching or whatever. But um, I kind of forgot where I was going with this. Um, Set yourself up for success. Oh, yes. So I think that one of the things that I learned is there's not one thing. Yeah. Um, I don't need to look for the one thing. I already have everything in me. Mm. And I am many things. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's also very millennial. Um, And we're seeing that in, you know, the concept of side hustle, uh, a lot of people are like, yeah, I work at a corporation, but I also, you know, make jewelry. Yeah. And sell it on Etsy or <laughs> record a podcast <laughs> um, or, you know, just your other interests. In, and what I mean by set yourself up for success is take those things seriously and treat them with respect and allow and invest in them in a way where you're investing in yourself, really. And give it a chance. I think a lot of times we don't do things fully 
because we're scared that it's not going to work out. We're not going to like it. And then we're going to feel like we've wasted our time and money and resources on something that didn't work. But thing is, that's not what's important. What's important is that you gave it a try. You gave it your all. And the fact that you did not continue doing whatever that is doesn't make it a failure and doesn't make it a waste of time and money. You learned something for sure. Even if you just learn how to set up an LLC. Yeah. <laughs> you learned that. Yeah. You know. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or even like, um, okay, for example, I want to get into tennis. Mm-hmm. And you know what's the only thing holding me back? Money. <laughs> not even oh. just the fucking action of going buying the fucking racket and the balls and you having them online you know what i mean like th- yeah that's taking that's like that one thing that what i think what you're saying in, in other words is changing the mindset of like the one thing that's holding you back from that is you mm-hmm yeah, we give ourselves all kinds of reasons like, oh, I don't have money. I don't have time. Uh, it's too hard. It's I'll use too... it once and I'll never use it again. Right. But I think that shouldn't deter you from doing it. Yeah. I feel like if you're anything you do, you're doing it only because you 100% are sure that this is going to be a success. You're really setting yourself up for failure. Right. Uh, because when it doesn't work, which is very, or something of an element of that will not work, you will feel like a failure. Right. And things usually don't work as you think they did. They will. It's just a fact. I'm 31. I can tell you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have the experience. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying like so many times I've planned things and I can tell you things do not go as you plan. Look at what's going on in the world, for example. <laughs> Simple example of that. Yeah. The how year many, 2020. How many people's plans have gone to shit? It, it's endless. <laughs> Government's plans. Like yeah. we're talking the most reliable experience yeah is nobody saw this coming um and even though it's happened in the in the past it's still and people have plans and experts and how to deal with it it still is not going the way the experts want it to right um so that's just just don't have uh that lead you and just you know, like I said, just do it in the way that just do it and set yourself up for success. You want to play tennis. It doesn't matter if you play it once. Then sell the, you know, sell the racket on. It on, doesn't on, on. Yeah. And if you're not sure. Okay, I'll give you an example for something. So I'm into photography. I'm a photographer. And I wanted to get into um, development of film. Okay, I have a fil- film camera. I've taken pictures with with it. And I have film that I need to develop, and it's a expensive. Okay, it's twenty five dollars per film to get it developed. And if you are doing a lot of photography, it's gonna become a lot of money. And also, it's the time because when you send a film to get developed, it usually takes between a week to three weeks to Dude. get the pictures. So you know that's a bummer. So I was like, well, I found out like there's. It's pretty easy to develop film at home. Um, 
But then you need like to get a scanner to scan the film that you've developed. It doesn't end at just developing the film. And also um, you need a printer to print it and you need a photo printer. This equipment is very expensive. Right. Okay. And I was really, really like going back and forth in my mind. Like, should I do this? Should I invest? So at the end of the day, what I decided to do is I I said, okay, I really want to try and do this. I want to see if this is something I will be consistent with. Because you don't know. It takes a few hours. You're working with chemicals. You need to develop the film. Then you need to let it dry. Then you need to scan it. Then you need to process it. And then you need to print whatever ones you like. It's a long process. It's a lot of work. And you really need to want to do it. So what I did is I did research and... I decided instead of buying a $400 scanner is to buy a $70 scanner, which, of course, there's no comparison in, you know, quality at the end, you know, if we're talking like uh, the quality to print and and things like that and sell or whatever. But I still got to try and I still got to do the thing that I wanted to do. And I did the research and I, you know, compared like resolutions and stuff and uh decided to go on the cheaper option so you could say oh you didn't set yourself up for success because you didn't get the best scanner but that's not true I didn't want to stress myself out and feel like oh my gosh I spent four hundred dollars on the scanner now I need to fucking be developing film like every day like a film factory to make this investment worth it yeah so if that helps, like, uh, like, okay, talking about tennis, how many people you think may have had your thought when and bought this equipment and used it once and don't do it anymore? Maybe you can find secondhand uh, stuff. And then you're not feeling like you have the stress of having to prove that it was the right thing to buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you can actually enjoy it because that's something that I have too is the pressure. Once you invest in something, like, oh, now this is the shit like you better make it worth the money the time whatever and that's and that's unfortunate because then you stop yourself from doing things that you may actually enjoy or you have so much pressure put on that thing that you don't want to do it anymore yeah it's very uh yeah i think a lot of people have it especially people that are ambitious yeah uh you put a lot of pressure on yourself so i would say if there's a way that you can still give it a try, but not trust, stress yourself out over it, that's your win-win situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's for life. It has nothing to do with, you know, midlife. That's for or... life, bitch. <laughs> it's Quar- true. Yeah. It doesn't have to do with the quarter-life crisis or whatever, but that's one of the things I learned through this <laughs> crisis I've been going Dude, through. <laughs> I'm happy to hear you say, like, I'm good now. I'm not I'm not deep into the crisis, you know? Like, it. I'm really happy. It's been a long journey. That. And you, you know, obviously you're my sister, so you've you felt, felt it. So thank you for being by my side throughout this. It, yeah, it's been a tough, uh, it's been a tough year, year and a half for sure. Two years. Three Three, four, five, six, who knows? <laughs> Decade. <laughs> My life. No, it's been, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm happy to see you in a good place now. And Thank you. 
and here that you're setting yourself up for success that's yeah. the best thing ever yeah i'm working some exciting stuff yeah um yeah well thank you for joining us that's it do you have anything to add <laughs> what do you think wait you barely talked about your quarter life are you do you feel like you're entering a crisis jasmine no no Okay, good. I feel like I am in a crisis constantly. My <laughs> existence is a crisis. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I feel like the I had a 20s crisis. Okay. Like I was stressing out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was stressing out. And I'm done with that. I'm done with being angry, dude. Good I'm done you. with like stressing out about shit yeah like that was my crisis mm-hmm. of like fuck like fuck dude all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i get that yeah like i had a different lifetime crisis <laughs> lifetime crisis <laughs> quarter wow. sure if you want to put the word quarter there go ahead uh, okay <laughs> yeah yeah like for me it was like With them before I turned 20, literally mm-hmm. in being 18, 19, that's when my crisis started. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm out of school. I'm not going to fucking... I was. I almost said I'm not going to fucking church. <laughs> but I'm not going to college, you yeah. know. Like, what the fuck? What am I going to do when I'm 30? You know, mm-hmm. like I was thinking that <laughs> at 18 years old. Wow, I was not thinking that at 18 years old. I can tell you for sure. <laughs> So now no. that I turned 25, I'm like, honey, we gonna chill. Yeah. You know? Good. I'm like, I'm done being angry about stuff. If something makes me angry, good. Great. You care about life. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> good. <laughs> It makes you angry. Like I heard a, um, I heard this in a podcast, actually, like yeah. just a couple mornings ago. A couple mornings ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, America. Um, and it was the Jonathan Venice mm-hmm. podcast. And he just, he brought a mayor. And the oh, mayor cool. talked about, yeah, the mayor talked about shit that's going on in California. And like, talked about how he, because he became a mayor at 26 years old. Whoa. Yeah. Is he having a midlife crisis now? Oh, a quarter life crisis now? Nah, mm-hmm. he's good. He's, oh, he's okay. doing great things. Let's, well, we'll check in when he's 30. No, maybe I had a crisis at 18. <laughs> <laughs> like I did. <laughs> so, maybe it's like... Dude, when I turned 18, I'm like, I'm 18. I can sign on, like, getting a credit card and shit. Dude. I'm gonna go shopping. <laughs> I was, like, thinking, I'm an adult. <laughs> When I was 18, I was like, what the fuck are you going to do with yourself when you're 30? Wow. <laughs> looking back, I was like, looking back now, I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy bitch. Oh, gosh. That so, explains you starting a business at 19. Yeah, exactly. I think it's really cool. And I was not thinking those thoughts. Yeah. So... When he, when this mayor talked and shit, he said, like, when people get angry, good, get angry, you know? Mm-hmm. 
But don't get angry and then like shut down and not do anything about it. Exactly. Get angry and get active. Yeah. And forget about being angry, first of all. Just take take that and Mm -hmm. do something with it. Right. Make that the the ignite moment that then fuels like your action. But don't like yeah, that's very smart. Yeah. For sure. Take the fire and maintain it. Don't burn yourself down. Exactly. Yeah. Or your surroundings. <laughs> but No, uh, but yeah. No, don't let it fester. Because if you're just angry and you don't do anything about it, then you're just ruining your own experience. You're not really making a difference or making it better. Yeah. So that's... So landing at 25, I feel good. I'm sure life is going to slap me again. And- <laughs> I'll have some rough days, but um, now I'm like, I feel prepared and Mm. I feel good. Nice. Yeah. Although I am kind of thinking, ooh, 27 is really close. 27 is great. Yeah. I think that's a good age. It's true, though. This is why I wanted to be 30 at 18, because I'm like, it's so so fun. Like, nobody's like, nobody... 30 is not fun. Nobody's looking at you and they're like, what's wrong with you all the time? Like, no matter what you do, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> you know? What makes you think that? Because <laughs> they don't, you don't look as shiny, you know? Uh, when you're 30. You look more run down. <laughs> <laughs> you're scared. like, oh, that's what's wrong with her. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bit, you know. Yeah. You don't have all the hope and... You're not like <laughs> bouncing around. Right. You're not like, hi, nice to meet you. You're like, sup. Yep. Okay. That, yep. that person entered the room. Okay. <laughs> so you just want people to be off your back. A little bit. No. No, that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway. Cool. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm flood. And, <laughs> and I think it's really cool. I think you're a great 25-year-old. And um, I know that you'll make it a good year. So, yeah. <laughs> Peace. Peace out, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's a wrap. Catch you in the backflip. <laughs> So, um, here's to long outros. Yep. We'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. All right. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at chutzpah underscore time. That's C-H-U-T-Z-P-A-H underscore time where we post updates and reminders so you don't miss any of our episodes or shenanigans. We also are on Facebook and YouTube at Chutzpah Time Podcast and on Twitter, Chutzpah Time. Thank you again and goodbye.